You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If, and this week, Chris and I are fin- like finishing out our, our Joker saga, so to speak. Yeah, we're kind of we're, we're finally washing it all the way out of our mouths and we're <laughs> ready to move on. But before we move on, we're gonna we're gonna tackle a family. We're gonna do something. We're not gonna kill you. We're just gonna hurt you, really. No, we actually are gonna bad. kill them. Huh? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean because we talked about. We talked about the Joker. We talked about the Joker movie. We talked about uh, Death in the Family, which was a huge Joker story. We You can go back in our archives. You can find our Imagine If Joker story in the, or I'm sorry, Bat, uh, Death in the Family uh, alternate universe Marvel story. Yeah, our Imagine If version of it. So we, we sent that over to the Marvel Universe. But today... Now we're gonna do. We're gonna do it differently. We're gonna do it differently. Like we're gonna do what uh, what what DC themselves are doing at the moment. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna take advantage of this dark multiverse. So yeah, let's <laughs> let's get crazy. <laughs> let's, get, let's get crazy. Let's get nuts. All right. Uh, but first, let's as always, let's get to that spinner rack. Because what's new this new comic book day? Okay, it's Wednesday. Hopefully you're at your LCS. What should you get? What should you want? Here are some things that I'm gonna put on your list. Aquaman issue 53 will be out. This will also tie into the year of the villain. Uh, it's finally going to be the reunion we're looking for as Aquaman and Mera finally come face to face. So what's going to happen? And then also Black Manta is going to make his move as well. Batman 81 will also be out. This will be part six of Tom King's City of Bane. So it looks like the big showdown is finally going to be happening. And man, it's been a lot of Batman versus Bane. We're going to see a lot of that theme in this week's issue of comic books because DC will be putting out their newest dollar comic and this will be a reprinting of Batman issue 497 the famous breaking of the bat that's right that was the big cover where we've seen Bane just snapping Bruce over his knee oh man that was crazy I remember I remember buying my copy. I'm sure it was like a second or third printing, but I bought it at a Circle K. Ooh! Oh man, that was the big thing when I was a kid. Like we didn't like I didn't know about the comic shops. Like I think we had two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I remember getting lucky enough to go in there and man scored a copy of it. What like a dollar twenty five? I think so. Now this one's actually cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, I believe the same way how I got an issue of either the Death of Superman or the Funeral for a Friend, like. I don't remember which what it was. I just remember I, I was like, "What? What's going on here?" Something happened, <laughs> and I just it was at a Circle K, and I just picked it up. So God, that's so crazy. I miss those days. I miss when you could walk into Circle Ks well, and they had comics. No, no, no. I miss those too. But I mean, I guess now we get those specialty Walmart ones. If you want to get yeah, pick that the, up, the, the, the DC Walmart Giants. That's true. And the LCS comic shop. Some of them do get mad. Not to speak ill of you guys, you do a great job for us. But you know, sometimes hey, getting those extra comics out there. That's what brings them to you. I was going to say, I mean, that's that's the way that you do it. I mean, you have that sitting at the register aisle, and then the kid grabs it, and mom's like, all right, I guess I can get that for you. And now you've got them hooked. They'll have to come into an LCS to get the rest of the stories. The first hit's free. After that, you pay. (laughs) Unfortunately, they're paying for that first hit, too. Yeah, well, that's true. We don't charge you as much. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. We put the dollar comics out there, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. So that's, that's really neat to be revisiting that one. That was a great issue. So if you have not read the classic... Uh, I recommend this. It's only a dollar. It's not going to hurt you. Do it. All right. Flash forward to part two of six will be out as Wally West continues to explore the multiverse. And it has been established he is the fastest Flash in the multiverse. In so, the multiverse? Yeah. The whole multiverse. That's like, what they threw out there. Even like Wally West from a different multiverse. Yeah, he would beat that guy. Yeah, apparently. Wow. Well, I don't think they've explored it that way. I don't think they've asked that question. They just thought like, well, what about all these other Flashes? He's the fastest, but you're right. What happens if he comes up with an evil version of himself? Yeah. Is that one faster or not? So, hey, maybe maybe if they're listening, if they still got some chance to change some things, there's something to think about. Or a sequel. Flash forward. Rewind be kind. I don't know. What do you call it? <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, the Inferior 5 issue 2 will be out. Justice League 34 will be What's out. What's the this Inferior one? 5? So the Inferior 5, this one is going to be more of a... 
I guess it's it's recycling a title. Uh, Peacemaker is one of the big names that's in that one. Wait, Peacemaker, who is the the Charlton Comics, the, the Charlton, inspiration for, for the uh, comedian, the comedian. Yeah, wow, yeah, he's going to be a part of it because the Inferior Five they were like a jokey comic book. Like it was basically kind of like, hey, Marvel's doing not brand ech, so let's do our version of something. So they made the Inferior Five because they're just a bunch of low end heroes just struggling to make it and do whatever they can. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're gonna. That's what we're seeing in this one. I don't know much about it myself. Like Keith Giffen's behind it. Jeff Lemire is also the writer and artist on this one. So I don't even think they're using the Inferior Five classic heroes. I think they're just like here's five people. Uh, it looks like they're gonna fight the Dominators in Dangerfield, Arizona. Yeah, that's right, just down the street from us. Is so we're. Roddy Dangerfield was like the mayor? Uh, yes, actually. Yeah, it was a historic time. The peace reigned all throughout the land. Peace. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so yeah. So I don't know. It's a throwaway book. It's just fun stuff. So if you're looking for that little niche of comedy and your superheroics, that might be the place to go. So before you go on too far, it's not. I know it's not exactly on uh, what you're talking about there, but it's, it's kind of. Um, it's comic books. It's, it's it. definitely comic books. It's uh, the the pictures, the onset pictures from uh, uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Oh, okay, that made so it's online. not comic books. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you did you happen to take a look at them? Because uh, I Mon- did, but I don't I don't recognize some of these. But I didn't I didn't sit down and really really analyze. The only it. one that I recognized was Mongal. Oh wow, okay, that makes sense now. First, I thought, oh, maybe she's a Tam- Tamarari- Tam- from Tamaron. Right. So I thought maybe she might be like Blackfire, another Ooh. Tamaranian superhero. But that's right. I think they did mention that Mongal would be a part of that team. So okay. So that's- I mean, what we got here, I guess the rumor is, is that Nathan Fillion is playing Arm Fallout Fall Off Boy, which I have no idea who Arm Fall Off Boy is. I can't say I've heard of that. Pete Davidson is playing Blackguard, which he's got he's got bleached hair, hair and then like two guns. I mean, he looks like a dorky, skinny version of Rick Flag. Um, uh, let's see, Michael. I don't know who Michael is supposed. To, which actor is Michael? Michael, Michael, Michael. Something Michael, Michael. Sure. Anyways, he's <laughs> going to be playing Savant. Do you know who Savant is? I can say the name sounds familiar, but not enough that I care. Okay. Sorry. I no, just, that's fine. Yeah, I've never been a Suicide Squad person. Flula. I've been a Suicide Squad person. I don't know any of these names. Well, but the thing is, I guess the big question is like that seminal series. Oh, God, I should kick myself. The Ostrander not, ones? Yes. Yeah. The have one, you ever read those? I've never read that See, one. that's something that's, that's on where that, this I, is coming got, from. Yeah, like that's on that read list. That's what I I've heard. do it, you know. Fula uh, Borg, the German comedian, YouTube artist, whatever, is playing uh, Javelin, which I've heard the name Javelin. I've never is seen it. Is he the one him. in the blue and yellow? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. I could see that. Uh, Javelin was actually a Green Lantern villain. Really? Yeah, just like one of those goofy 1980s, like, we need somebody. And he was like, yeah, I'm all about corp- corporate espionage. And Jordan? Yeah, Hal villain? Jordan. Yeah, Hal Jordan one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it was just ridiculousness. Oh, well, I guess maybe a John Stewart villain, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean Gunn is going to be playing uh, Weasel, which he's all dressed up in a uh, motion capture suit. So just like how he does for a rocket when they're doing Guardians of the Galaxy. And then you have Mei Ling. Uh, playing Mongal, which, yeah, I mean, kind of. I can see. I wish he was a little bit bulkier, but again, yeah, exactly. you know, who cares? It's it's a space alien, so muscles can always appear different. Let me see if I can figure out from these pictures who, who this Michael as, as what did I say? Savant is. I don't know. I can't quite. I mean, there's Jai Courtney in his uh, Captain Boomerang outfit, which I'm still okay with. Nathan Fillion in his arm fall off boy outfit. <laughs> Oh, look, Javelin has a Javelin. <laughs> Good. At least I got that part. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nope. Still don't see anything. See anybody I don't recognize yet. Don't see it. Don't got it. <laughs> no. Nah. So I don't know where they got the, 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 the idea for this Michael guy or who he's supposed to be. But. So what happens when the the photographer and the reporter don't talk on their, their <laughs> That's very true. Just get the clicks. <laughs> so I don't know. What did you think of that? You know, I, it's interesting because like, okay, oh, maybe it's so, supposed to be Michael Rooker. Uh, maybe, maybe he's supposed to be in the movie, he, right? I, I don't see why not. I it's James so. Gunn, so I believe he got cast. Yeah, yeah uh, Ron. Uh, uh, um, God, I can't think of his major character from Marvel. 
Oh, uh, you mean uh, Yondu? Yondu. So yeah. Yondu's return. He's that's why it takes a Suicide Squad to take him down. As Mary who? Poppins, who y'all. Did I say? <laughs> Michael? I don't know. I, who did I say? Yeah, but who did I say he was going to be playing? Do you remember? No, no. Uh, no. I already closed the thing. Yeah. It's okay. I guess so. For me, like I said, it's comic books mean investment in characters, time, and money. And like the Suicide Squad, I never really got into. There was the Secret Six, and that was right around the time of the build up to Infinity Crisis and the fallout of. And I really love that team. And I, I that's when I was like, hey, this is pretty cool to see some villains I trying to the, redeem themselves and do something amazing. I like that book when it was Gil Simone. Yeah, after well, that, Gil that Simone left, too. it wasn't. Yeah, it, it was wasn't as like, good. Eh, you know, I just I you knew there was going to be a TV show on CBS. Yep, that's right. It, but that just panned out. No one's no one said anything about that in two years. I don't think. I think, I, I this is what scares me. I I wonder if they're starting to say, hey, maybe there's a saturation point because Marvel TV is gone. Like they're like Marvel. Nope, sorry, well, Marvel well, Entertainment they're absorbed into Marvel. Yeah, they're absorbed yeah, in live action TV know. stuff is going to be part of Marvel Studios now. Right. So and that's so all I mean, MCU stuff. So is it one of those things where it's like maybe they worry about this oversaturating or they marry hey maybe we're lucky that they're saying no we want to make sure this stuff gets done right i think which could be fantastic i mean i think i think i think warner brothers has some stake in cbs and that's why it was going to be its cbs cbs uh, all access show that makes sense but i think when suicide squad the david ayers one failed i think that's why they were like ah maybe we don't want to do the secret yeah. six no, even though it could be completely true. different it could it, it could have it, it way way it could have had character yeah uh, not no not trying to be disrespectful to the film but yeah I just like I said those were characters that I never really got into I, I hear seminal stuff about it it's on my read list I mean I just want something to be done with Deadshot I mean Deadshot I think oh is he's a great, a great character, character. Yeah. yeah no he's a great character uh, when they put that humanity into him he's way better than just some guy not not you know just some random villain so, I mean it's it's hard to distinguish him between from Deathstroke but I think there is a good writer can do it. Oh, it, it can be done visually and story wise. It can be done. It's just finding somebody that wants to. That's the hard part. You know? So if you, it's me, what just came to my mind is like, if you did, if you did Captain America and Bucky, like, but the evil versions, that would be Deathstroke and then De- Deadshot. Nah. Like Deathstroke is the Captain America. He's souped up. He's got, yep, he's got enhanced the, he's powers. And soldier stuff like that. who's been governmentally tampered with and, 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 and super enhanced. And then Bucky's or, Deadshot is is Bucky, not as much, but you know they fill that void of like, hey, here's a guy who's coming in when his guns on you. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a cool four match, right? There. <laughs> Captain America and the Winter Soldier versus Deathstroke and Deathshot. Deadshot. Deadshot. <laughs> That'd be cool. So artists, help us out and draw that. That one, would be pretty cool. That. That'd be a pretty cool picture. All I know is Cap would be like, damn. His weapon choice, you know, because it's like he's the only one who's like, yeah, I can throw my shield, but I have three guns in this scenario. Uh, I'm probably not going to be throwing my shield. <laughs> no one will yield as he can't throw his mighty shield. It's okay. He's got, he's got moon there. He's got what? He's oh, got, yeah. yeah, he's going to need it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, so like I said, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the movie just because probably like, oh, I'm curious, mm-hmm. but I'm not diehard to go see it and Suicide Squad just like, and it sucks because, okay, going to bringing it full circle to comics, Tom Taylor launched a new volume of Suicide Squad. I love Tom Taylor. Did he? Yeah. I think he is fantastic. He can really get into voice. If you've been reading his Injustice, you've already had a preview. Yeah. He does a great Harley Quinn. He did a great Har- uh, Deadshot. Makes shot. complete sense. After yeah. reading Injustice, it makes complete sense to do a Suicide Squad Exactly. Book. Like he is, he is the man for it. But... It's not good? Uh, well, no. It's not that it's not good. It's just these, there's a lot of characters in there that I'm not, I'm not mm. too... Like the lineup... What is? Do you know what it is? Off Not the top off top of my head. head, I'd have to look it up. But there was really nobody that jumped. Like I, I know those two were there: Deadshot, and Harley Quinn. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but you I don't have think there was two, right? anybody else. Was it Bronze Tiger on there? Uh, maybe. I, maybe. I don't remember. It's I'd okay. You don't have to look it up. But you know. But the thing is, like I said, they just they've never gotten to me. So it's like, oh, you know, let's see what's out there. But you know, I I don't know. It's it's one of those things like we were talking about, um, like. If there's things you could see on the movie screen, what would you want to see? And it's like, oh, I'd rather see this instead of that, you know. But eh, it is what it is. Uh, but actually, what's really neat, too, is Bruno Redondo, his artist from um, Injustice, will be there as well. Oh, nice. So it looks like, God, even as I look at the cover, I have no clue who these characters are. Is that book coming out? Uh, I think it's already out. I think the the first issue is already out, so we should have, like, we should be getting issue two within two weeks, if I remember correctly. Um King Shark, uh, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, some zebra fishy looking dude. 
Um, a chick with white hair and triangular red glasses, and then a guy. Livewire? No. Um, oh man, they don't like. I, I picked the one article that where they're not even like describing the characters. <laughs> uh, Six characters though. That's what it looks like. Yes, that's uh, interesting. But even then, he's been doing a lot of like. On, on Tom Taylor. So do yourself a favor on Twitter. Follow Tom Taylor. Uh, not just for the likes, but he writes some amazing stuff because he had that one where he was like on that ghost cabin. Yeah, and that was like, funny. That just blew up. And he's like, I think I wrote a movie. You know, like <laughs> somebody could literally just take those tweets and adapt it. Um, <clears throat> but he's also been like ex- like exclusively revealing characters that are going to be in there. So, I mean, he's doing something cool that is very, very unheard of, uh, actually creating new characters, which is fantastic. But when you're talking about a book called Suicide Squad, that's scary because... That means don't get used to him yeah, being around. You know, so... Um, I'm sorry, I cannot find a lineup. It's okay. That's <laughs> One of the things that I was going to say is that, uh, that that one Suicide Squad book that I always talk about that I uh, got into Suicide Squad with, that introduced me to a lot of c-less villains and they weren't afraid to kill him off that's where i saw clue mash get killed okay uh, yeah but obviously he didn't stay dead <laughs> um but yeah that's what i it, i thought it was a it was a pretty it was a that was a pretty good book that for, good for that reason for it, yeah. yeah so yeah because yeah when they do that when they could take these writers and actually make you care about them it's like okay and especially that's what's tough about those books is no nobody's coming out you know so yeah, let's see. Okay, so I'm looking at some of his tweets. He's got lock L O K, and it's this guy. He's in a you know business suit, very well dressed, uh, but the right side of his face has been burned. So he's obviously going to have something there. Uh, it looks like Osita. So she's from Puerto Rico. She is very very uh, muscular. Uh, her left arm from the elbow down is robotic. She's got some scars there. And then it looks like Jog. Um, he looks like a, a guy in a jump shoot. And when they show the side profile, he's got a little bit of a gut. Um, and then we've got... Oh, yeah. These are all brand new characters. And Wink are two other characters. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, he's, he's really going to experiment. And if anybody could pull it off, I, I have faith in Tom Taylor. I just... This has never been a book that I traditionally went for. So that's it's yeah. interesting. Is that Finn and Scale look a lot like Lagoon Boy that what we had for a long time? Yeah. Uh, right. If you're a Justice, uh, Young Justice fan or a Teen Titans fan, um, so that's interesting. That oh, but Heroes in Crisis. Remember, he, he got used. That's there. true. He did. I forgot yeah. about that. He got killed there. So I wonder if that's if he he touches on that story at all. Maybe, probably, maybe not. Like they could be know. like, oh, you know, they got arrested because they were like, well, we're going to get justice for Lugum Boy. Maybe, yeah. That'd be that'd be cool to see some fallout that mm-hmm. somebody cared. <laughs> <laughs> Other than uh, Tom King? Yeah. All right, well, let's see. Moving along. Um, Justice League issue 34 is out. This is obviously a big tie into Year of the Villain. We're more into the Doom Rising. So this is the Justice Doom War Part 5. So all of hypertime is breaking. The past, the present, and the future are working together to stop the Legion of Doom. Can they pull it off? Who knows? Uh, Mad Magazine, because everybody was talking about that, nobody's really worried about it anymore. It's still out there. They're on their 10th issue. Wow. So if you were worried that it was gone, then go support that book. Uh, Metal Men will begin a new run. There will be a 12-issue series. Um, so this one will be by Dan Didio as the writer and the metal men are back and they've stolen Mitch's idea with a nth metal man. Yes. <laughs> so that's right, Mitch. Now you get to see it happen and you get to who's pay. writing it. Uh, Dan Didio. Dan Didio will actually be writing this one. I feel like I might've said something to him to Dan Didio at one point at, at a, at a, at a, um, convention. convention. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a really long time ago. But come on. Hey, you just let the seeds brew, man. You just let them brew. So there you go. <laughs> Fair. That's awesome. Yeah, so there you go. So we, we just got to make sure we do more handshakes at these things and make sure that the deals get signed. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's see. Nightwing 65 will be out. This also ties into the year of the villain. Uh, we get to see more of Rick against Talon and will will the gray sun happen? How is that? I mean, seeing as how I'm not reading right now, how is that going out as Nick as as uh, as a being a um, uh, Dick Grayson being Talon? Well, so he hasn't really been Talon yet. Like we we see Talon, uh, his grandpa come in and he's he's attacking Dick's life. 
Uh, and it actually, I gotta say, since Dan Jurgens has gotten on the book, he's injected character to it. Like it's worth reading. Like there's cohesiveness. So this one is gonna be the big issue where Dick, sorry, not Dick, where Rick will decide if he's going to say, okay, fine, I'll be the talent just so you'll leave everybody alone. Or will he say, fuck you, I'm not going to be the talent, and then I'm just going to go after these people. Let me ask you this, since you're saying Dan Jurgens is on the book right now. Yes. Who is a, a writer that you haven't seen write Dick Grayson Nightwing yet that you would love to see write, write him? Oh, gosh, that's tough. I guess, like, and it's tough because... Jeff Johns did something with him, but he didn't write him full on. Right. And Jeff Johns is really good at creating character, studying, and his Especially history. Especially going in the back. Yeah. So going I think back. that would be fun. Like I think Jeff Johns could really come in and be like, okay, let's let's put a let's let's establish Corey and Babs. Let's figure that one out. Ooh. Uh, let's create a def- a definite uh, villain for. Uh, for Dick Grayson, for like Night his Wing. own, yeah, villain. like his own, like you like know, his Joker, yeah, because like I mean, we've got like a lot of people say, oh, blockbuster, yeah, but that's still again, that's a Batman villain, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I think that one would be a great one. Um, gosh, let's see who else is. I mean, Tom Taylor, I'll take him writing any book. Tom Taylor, that would be great. I think he could do some fantastic stuff there. Um, it would be kind of fun to, and again, this this cheats your answer, but it'd be it'd be fun to have Mar Wolfman come in and write something, see what he could do, you know, put 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 rick through the grinder or maybe he's the one who brings him back as dick grayson i don't know but uh but i gotta say at least with dan on the book that's been worthwhile um nobody else is really jumping to mind though that's cool of those. yeah uh let's see moving along uh we've got this is a big one uh superman smashes the clan part one of three so gene Luin, I'm going to say it, Gene Loon Yang, uh, he did a great job on Superman. He actually wrote it when they were going through the whole truth saga during the New 52. Um, he's actually writing this one, and uh, Gerhiru is the artist. Um, the art is very much like animated looking, like an animated series, something like that to it, which I think is great. Uh, the Superman symbol, I think, definitely harkens from the Flesher Studios era, and it's it goes back to the Adventures of Superman, but the Adventures of Superman on the radio. Nice. And this talks about how... Um, the well, this will actually take the uh, the story, the clan of the fiery Cl- clan of the fiery cross. This will take that anim- or that that broadcasted story on the radio and actually uh, draw it in comic book for the first time. Hmm. So we'll get to see this. Uh, and there's been a lot of talk about what's going on after the fact, animated movie, more things like that. Uh, I I'm, I'm researching it myself because I'm writing a review on this. And um, like it's it's pretty wild. This actually stopped the second rising of the Ku Klux Klan in America. So there was a huge lot to it. And uh, uh, I forget the guy's name. Something Kennedy. He would actually go and attend meetings, get information, run over to the police, and the police were like, "We don't really care." So it's like, yikes! You can see the corruption. So he would go to the studios and he would tell the writers and producers, and they would make sure they'd put information out there. Wow! And luckily, you know, it was some of these guys were like, "Oh my god!" You know, listening on the radio, it's like we are the bad guy. We're 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 not doing the right stuff here. So it's really wild. So it's it's really neat to see the actual. Um, I, I want to say televised serial, but television's not the right word. I guess uh, broadcasted serial uh, that that was actually out there. And so it's, it's really neat that that's coming back to kind of get people to think about some stuff. So it's, it's very worthwhile. I read it. It's going to be bulky. Like it's, I think it's 80 pages. So it was huge. Uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen part four of 12 will be out. And this is the big one. This is the one I would definitely tell you to do because it's tales from the dark multiverse, Batman nightfall. Number one. I love this. I'm so glad because I miss elseworlds. Um, I love this. I love when they take a story and they spin it. Obviously that's why we're here. So I'm very excited to see what's going to happen in this one in the inaugural issue of the tales from the dark multiverse. So this is going to be Scott Snyder and Kyle Higgins. They will be the writers on this one. I am super stoked because I love Nightfall. I think that is a great story. Uh, the cover, like, I'm gonna like just, I'm probably gonna bombard Mitch with like text pictures because <laughs> it's the new Azrael Batman, and like it's just crazy looking. So this is gonna be fantastic. I, just, I hope this series. Does I, great. I love that Azrael is getting this new like love and and I wouldn't say respect, resurgence. But <laughs> resurgence, yeah, that's great because you have you have him in Odyssey. Yep. You have him in uh, White uh, Curse of the White Knight yep. Part Two. Or is it it's well, Batman it's, Curse of the White Knight? Uh, yeah, Curse of the White Knight. Because the first yeah. one was just Batman White Knight. Yeah. So, and then now you have this. Like, the idea that people are like, oh, you know what it is? Is because the, the 90s babies are the ones that are 
or the '90s kids are the ones that are uh, creating comics now, so yeah. they're coming back around. It's like, hey, that was a character that happened when I, like I was that reading. Guy. Let's do something more to him. <laughs> no, yeah. no one likes Azrael other than me, but <laughs> they all remember him. Yeah. Hey, somebody carried the torch here, the torchbearer for the Azrael. You know, the Azrael spectrum. <laughs> I'll never get the respect that I want, like Kyle doesn't. But <laughs> I was there. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm super hyped. So I think this is going to be great. So I recommend picking it up. Um, I don't know how they're going to do the format of their issues, but I'm very excited to see. And they've got a lot more coming down the down the pipe, so I'm very stoked. Uh, Teen Titans issue 35 will be part of the year of the villain as well, and we get to see what's going to happen uh, to the youngins. Uh, Titans Burning Rage part three of seven, which will collect their 100-page giants from Walmart. And speaking of which, Wonder Woman Come Back to Me part four of six will be out there, which is her Wonder Woman giant. And then we can't get enough giants everywhere else. Wonder Woman giant number one will be released to comic book stores. Um, I don't okay so I think and I could be wrong and I don't want to tell you wrong information but I believe I believe this is actually the Walmart giant but re-edited so they're going to put a new cover on it um, and it's going to feature the the story beginning with so it's going to be a commitment to chaos a 24 pager by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti who are also doing the Walmart one so I don't I don't know if you're buying the same material or not. I hope not. Uh, so I would recommend do some research before you purchase it. But 100 pages for $5, that's not bad at all. No. So that's what you got from your DC side. If we flip on over to Marvel, Absolute Carnage Part 4 of 5. That's right. The basic cover is classified. So there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff going on. There. I'm sorry. The Young Guns covered. So hopefully this is going to be a big reveal. Um Absolute Carnage is taking off. Like People are really loving this, so this has been a blow-up event. Uh, of course, there's a spin-off, so we'll be getting Absolute Carnage Avengers number one, Scream part three of three, and then a reprinting of The Symbiote of Vengeance number one. And if you're a Ghost Rider fan, this is not necessarily pickup material, but it'll be interesting because there's a major change to the female Ghost Rider, Alejandra Jones, and you get to see what's going to happen to her there, which may lead to something happening to her in the main series. Uh, Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool part two of three will be getting a second printing as well because issue three of three will be out. So that'll be there. Uh, Arrow issue four will be out as well. And this is part of the international heroes that are sweeping the Marvel universe. Black Panther and the agents of Wakanda will be celebrating its second issue. Uh, Captain America will be hitting issue 15 Captain Marvel issue 10 will be getting a second printing because I believe that represents the uh, represents the first appearance of Star, a brand new character that will be coming out of the Captain Marvel comics. Captain Marvel issue 11 will be out, so that will be perfect. You get two for the price of one. Uh, Contagion part three of five will be out. Uh, this will actually, it looks like it will be tying into the main Marvel universe. So if you were looking for something that's kind of like diseased and Marvel zombies, this could be your clue. Crazy number one. Uh, I have no clue about the history on this one, but Obnoxo the clown. I do remember him. I guess he had his own brand of Marvel comics. So part of Marvel's eight, 80th anniversary, they will be uh, creating crazy number one, which will return Obnoxo to the Marvel universe because people wanted that. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy will be hitting issue 10. This series has been great. The Universal Church of Truth is very disastrous, so I'm excited to see how the Guardians will pull this off. History of the Marvel Universe Part 4 of 6 will continue the huge, vast story of the Marvel Universe as told by Galactus. Immortal Hulk issue 23 will be getting a second printing. Uh, Marvel Tales will focus on Ghost Rider this one, and this one's actually really neat because you will be getting um, three issues one of them being a what if. So this will be focusing on Johnny Blaze and I believe a little bit. Nope, I think it's all Johnny Blaze. So if you're a Johnny fan, that's great. If you're a Danny fan, maybe next time. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Marvel Visionary Steve Ditko trade paperback will be out. Uh, Marvel Masterworks Doctor Strange Volume 9 will be out. That's right. The Good Doctor is getting quite the series there. Powers of X Issue 4 will be getting a second printing. Uh, Spider-Man... I'm not even going to mention that one. Never mind. I, I just, I, this this is the book that screams nepotism because of J.J. Abrams and his son. Uh, I don't know. If you're interested, part two will be out. Uh, this is the... Uh, I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm going on. Spider-Man City at War will be collected in trade and released, and that continues the... Uh, video games the playstation series of their spider-man uh for the true believers these are the dollar comics if you want to get the first appearance of jubilee you can uh jubilee will be one of the focused comics there it'll be reprinting uncanny x-men 244 back in 1981 no that's right the character's that old wasn't 
wasn't there something about Jubilee being introduced as an answer to Dazzler? Like the, they couldn't use Dazzler for something? Like because wasn't Dazzler like also partially owned by Sony, like Sony Music or some shit? I don't know if she was or not, but it's interesting because she's actually on that cover. Is she? Yeah, she's on there. You've got Psylocke in her her British armor, Rogue, Storm, and then Dazzler. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think there is something to it. Like I think it's like, oh, we need another Dazzler because something's going to happen with Dazzler. Mm-hmm. At the time, she was blowing up like her and Longshot. I think they were just having their own miniseries okay. or whatnot. So maybe it's like we had plans for that character, and it's like, well, Tough Nuggets, we're stealing her. So now they got to figure out. Kind of like how know. like Morrison had plans for Colossus, but Colossus ended up being dead, dead yeah, so they so had to give the second Emma mutation. Frost. Emma Frost gets to be diamonds. Yeah, could have been something to that point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but So we'll continue on with the True Believers. Uh, X Factor issue 17 will be reprinted all the way back in 1986, and this will be the first appearance of Richter. So if Richter? he's one of your favorite X Force people, that's that's the who issue likes there. Richter. Eh, somebody out there likes him. I mean, he's got a fan base. I mean, you know. I, I I have to honestly say the first time I ever saw him was in that X Men Evolution cartoon. I didn't even know of him as a character before that, but I know that he was part of uh, like X Factor for a while, right? Yes, because he was depowered, and so the, yeah. he was kind of their mole, where it's like, okay, hey, we need you to go sneak in with the humans and see what's going on, and so that's what And that was part doing. of uh, Jimmy Madrix's X Factor, right? Yes. Because yes. after Decimation or M Day. Yeah, after the M Day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, you know, obviously if they're reprinting that, there's some big plans for him, so I don't know. Uh, he kind of was a pseudo-new mutant, but he was for sure part of the X-Force, so okay. that's a big thing there. Uh, Venom issue 18 will get a second printing, and get ready for it, because these don't happen too often. X-Men number one, that's <laughs> right, this is like the 20th one. Now, X-Men number one will be out there, this is the... Uh, the Dawn of X begins. So Jonathan Heckman will be writing the main X-Men book. Uh, and so each week we'll be getting something new from the X-Universe. I, as a Cyclops fan, love this cover. Why? Because you have Vulcan, Cable, Corsair, Havoc, Marvel Girl, and uh, Prestige. I think that's what she's going to be still, our Rachel Summers. And for some reason, Logan. But the whole Summers family <laughs> is going to be there. So I'm very excited. So we're done with uh, Powers of Ten and House of X? Yeah, it's all been revealed. It's all been revealed. It's all been revealed. So Rafa's not here to talk to you about it this week. <laughs> what 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 is it that I missed? What was the big reveal at the end of all that story? Oh, my God. Everything. Okay. Um, okay. So to sum it up, and again, spoilers. What else would you expect? Um, okay. So Moira McTaggart is back, and she's in full force. Turns out she's a mutant. Right. She lives 10 lives. Uh-huh. So the whole point of powers of 10, X0 would be the first year, and then X1, X2, and X3. So 10, 100, and 1,000. Um, we, we discover her sixth life. So that was the one that was not revealed to us. And we discovered that a lot of the bits and pieces that we've been reading from Powers of Ten was Moira Six. And this time, like... Basically, she, she's come to the realization that she has to destroy Charles Xavier. She has to make him a really bad guy. Because if he has any hope for humanity, the mutants will always be doomed. And so maybe that explains his shadiness. I don't think so. I just think he was always a shady guy. For some reason, they're now recounting him as he was a good guy. Um, but yeah, so that was the big reveal. Uh, Krakoa is its own government, so the mutants have done it. Uh, they will have their place at the UN. And Wait, mutants are living on Krakoa? Yes. The, plant, the yep, island the that eats mutants. Giant size X-Men number one, yep, yep, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so that was a big part of it. I'll, I'll bring you my issues. you got to read this thing. No, yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> I, I think I was, I, was, I was planning on just picking up the trade when it comes yeah, out. Because this is like, I mean, this redefines the X-Men, honestly. Mm-hmm. like this is This is like Green Lantern Rebirth. Uh, everything has changed. There will be new changes. There will be differences. You know, no mutant dies. Like there was an issue where the team went out and they got decimated. And then the next issue they're resurrected because gold balls is actually worthwhile. Now he creates those gold balls. Oh man, that was from, um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis when he was writing X-Men. Uh, so he created this character who would make these gold balls and they would just shoot out everywhere. So he really didn't have a purpose. He was just more for comic relief. So Hickman was like, yeah, I'm going to create the five. So the five will create resurrection. So gold ball comes and he puts out one of the gold balls. Well, it turns out these gold balls could be interpreted as eggs. Why? Because Proteus, the son of Moira McTaggart, he can alter some things. So he's going to alter it to making it a full on uh, fertile egg. 
And then you have Elixir who comes in and he, he helps it to heal. So that way it'll go from a, a, a dead state to a living state. Tempest will then come back, another one of Bendis's creations. She will use her time-bending powers to age it so the body will regrow. And then Hope takes all five of them and helps to build their powers up. And so those five resurrect people. So they basically come in, they stick a needle inside one of Gold Balls's Gold Balls. And that's the DNA from every mutant. So they'll stick, you know, Scott Summers in there. They'll age it. And then Professor X, since he's got that giant helmet on, which is like Cerebro to the extreme, he'll take his last recorded mental memory and stick it in that body. And there you go. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So X-Men can never die. For right now, yeah. Okay. But are they really themselves? That's a bigger question. That is true. It, it, yeah. I mean, that's getting into the cloning and all yeah, kinds of philosophy stuff, so. or the Philip K. Dick move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, but that's on your spinner rack. So definitely, I, I recommend that X Men number one just to see what's happening post House of Ten or sorry House of X. So is the, is the book called X Men or is it called Dawn of X? So the event will be Dawn of X, the launching oh. event. But the book will be called X-Men number one. Okay. Yeah. And how many X-Men books are we talking about? I think there's six from this first launch wave. So it's X-Men. X-Men, New Marauders, New Mutants, Excalibur. Oh, gosh, darn it. No, uh, X-Force? X-Force, actually. I think, yeah, X-Force, yeah, because Beast is on that one. X-Factor? What? That's right. No, no, <laughs> X-Factor. Um, no Uncanny? No Uncanny. Not yet, I think. Because actually that was something that was interesting with this. Um, when they're printing this X-Men number one, they did the legacy number. And it's carrying over the uncanny X-Men numbers. So Jonathan Hickman is trying to see if Marvel will pulp that comic so they could actually print it with the... It should be legacy number one. It's its own X-Men. Mm. Yeah, so that'll be really interesting. But yeah, I can't remember that extra title... Um, so anyways, but yeah, so that's it, what you... Are they bringing back Extreme X-Men? Oh, Fallen Angels. There we Fallen go. Fallen Angels. Yeah, so that was a miniseries from back in the Worthington? Uh, no, it, I have, it, it had something to do with like a lobster, I believe. It was a weird little thing. Okay. Yeah, but this one's going to showcase like Kiwanin, the former body of Psylocke, Cable, and X-23. So these are the ones that are like... You know they've got some they've got some blood on their ledger, mm. but they're trying to be redemptive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. So yeah, so that's what's out there your Wednesday. So it's up to you to decide what will be long to you in your back issue. That's the whole spinner rack. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. That is our spinner rack for this week. Um, like we said, we're going to get into the challenge for this week. Our challenge was to see if we could come up with another story, another death in the family in the DC universe, but the dark multiverse, the, the version that you didn't quite, you never got to see. Yep. Um, I mean, what is it to, to, to you to come up with another family to kill a, a, a crucial member? Uh, I don't know if you want to say Jason Todd was a crucial member member at the time. It, the fallout is more crucial than it is his character. I would well, say. I think so. Like, I mean, so the, it's a pivotal story. Why? Because it really, like if you look at the relationship between the Batman and Joker before a death in the family, it could have been redeemed. Like there was some hope for the Joker. And I know this is like, but that, but a death in the, or not death, a killing joke happened. Mm -hmm. But a killing joke wasn't necessarily like it, maybe it was in continuity, maybe it wasn't. It depended on you. Yeah. Uh, but this death in the family was in continuity. Why? Because it took place in the Batman comic. Um, so anyways, once that happened, the, the divide between Batman and the Joker was that much further. Uh, the fact that a Robin could be killed, the fact that a hero could be killed was major, you know, because before that, you know, Thomas and Martha Wayne were killed. Who cared? Nobody knew them. Uh, but Jason Todd, we knew him. He, we, he was a character. He was in your mind. He was somebody that you read. Now, now he was becoming a horrible character because they were just writing him to be this, you know, street trash hood rat. Uh, but then eventually it got to a point where it's like he's too far gone himself. So he was the sacrifice that was required. Uh, we talked about this one where over 10,000 votes were cast. Uh, it was close by 70. You know, there's been tampering since people have discovered there was tampering. Uh, so did fans want him dead? Probably not. But the overall vote came out for yes. And the interesting thing happened in the uh, Titans TV show on uh, DC Universe was that they put out a poll of history repeating, yeah, history repeating stuff. If Jason Todd should die on the show, uh, I, I've heard that, that it's a hoax at some points. I've heard that it doesn't; it's not so much a hoax as it just doesn't really matter. Uh, 
I don't know if the episode is passed yet or not, but yeah, that's that's kind of funny. That I, I it's not funny. It's I, I think it's it's cool in them to include that into the to the new canon, I guess. Yeah, I think it was TV definitely. Canon. I think it was them like respecting the history that was there because it's a gimmick, you know. I mean, all this stuff is gimmicks. I mean, when we were younger and we read the death of Superman, we didn't know, but they knew they were going to bring him back. But we were just like, oh my gosh! Uh, and then luckily, you know. If I remember correctly, I think it was Ed Brubaker, correct? Yeah. No, Judd Judd Winnick. Oh, that, that brought him back. That oh, brought well. Um, well, the did the well, for Jason Todd. They did the he, Judd Winnick did the whole like um, under the hood, under the or I don't know if it's under the red hood or not, but it's the one where he's they added to the story of the Rachel Ghoul and you know. Well, uh, that was Judd Judge Winnick who did that one yes. later on, but the one that brought Jason Todd back inside of Infinite Crisis or uh, yeah, was it just Countdown well, just or? around that. Yeah, it happened. In the I don't Batman know who it was. I think it was Judd Winnick. Was I think it? That was yeah because Ed Brubaker at the same time was bringing Bucky back. That's right, which was pretty wild. It was like wow, Jason Todd and Bucky, those were names that would never be spoken of <laughs> unless well, to the, inflict pain <laughs> you, you remember that wizard issue where they had because they always in wizard issues they always had the versus page the, yeah and then they said i remember that page it was a uh, jason todd versus bucky and they just had the two skeletons just in their their you know, outfits the costumes, and it's yeah. just like they're both dead so it doesn't really matter yep. kind of thing until a uh what was it a, like a bird picked up the skull of one of them and dropped it on the other one accidentally yeah, something like, that, yeah like a bird will knock one of the skeletons down and <laughs> that's your true winner yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'll bet that page feels foolish now, doesn't it? <laughs> right? Well, that was the thing. It was like, you don't bring back Jason Todd, you don't bring back Bucky, and you don't bring back Uncle Ben. Like, yeah. these are the characters that were never were never coming back to life. Well, <laughs> guess Uncle what? Ben's the only one that hasn't come back to life yet. I mean, other than, like, one-off stories, but... Right, but, yeah. These two characters are back and thriving. Yeah, they totally are. People love the Winter Soldier. He's found a great home in the MCU, and... Uh, Red Hood. People love him. He carries his own comic book. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's crazy. So yeah, no, that's been fantastic stuff. Do you think? So I know after Jason Todd came back as the Red Hood, his his uh, Robin outfit was still in the case in the Batcave, like because Batman would be like, oh no, that was my Jason. He he's he's dead. You're something else. But do you think he still has that up like as a memorial? I think it's down by now. Yeah. At first, because they actually did address that. Like, should we take it down? And he's like, no, that's not Jason. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't want to accept it. But I think with Damien dying and being resurrected, it's kind of like, all right, take it down. <laughs> it is like it's part of the world I live in, you know, and it's I have to accept it. So why am I going to torture myself? Because as much as it's a memorial of Jason, it's like Bruce is kind of crazy, you know, like <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> But like putting the gun up that killed his family. So yeah. those, they may be trophies, but they're also like, you know, it's just like sitting there staring at the scar on your arm every day and just being like, if I was faster, if I was smarter. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, but um, crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yes, the idea was what is another family member we'd like to mess around with or another, not another family, another uh, DC character, which mess around with them with their family uh, possibly being killed. Yeah, we're uh, going to recast the death in the family in the DC universe. In the DC universe. So, say, what was it? Death in the family was what What year? 1988. 88. So, you know, you got your, uh, your, who was the EIC at that point? Oh, my goodness. I don't even know if that stuff mattered. Maybe Paul Levitz was the president of DC Comics at the time. Oh, really? Because I think EIC is more a Marvel thing, editor-in-chief. Oh, okay. I don't know if they necessarily had Okay, that. so the president yeah. was Paul Levitz. Levitz like, Denny Levitz. O'Neill would have been the main guy for that story. He right. was the editor of it. But that wouldn't he be the main guy for the Batman? Like, well, for the Batman titles, yes. Okay, so I'm saying, so like... who was who, his boss? Who was his boss? Yeah, who's the, the main... I'm going to go with Paul Levitz, I think. So, like, they, they, they bring up a story to him. He's like, hey, we're going to kill off the member of... And he's like, no, let's not do Batman. Let's do someone else. So, we've decided to come up with that story. Who's the someone else? I went with Wally West. Wally West is my Jason Todd, but I'm going to set it pre-Death in the Family... Like they were further back. <laughs> they were working on it like way back then. Uh, I'm gonna do it pre-crisis, crisis on infinite earth, because I want that fallout for Barry to affect him when he has to make his decision on whether or not he wants to sacrifice himself to uh, to for to defeat the Anti Monitor. Yes. So my idea is that 
uh, you have Professor Zoom, who I guess that's post-crisis is when we get the whole Professor Zoom kills uh, Barry's mother. Yes, yeah, because in the pre-crisis, he killed Barry's wife. He killed Iris. Mm. That's all he was responsible for. Okay. Well, I guess I'm blending stories. Cause oh, that's what we do. I love it. <laughs> in my idea, it's Professor Zoom comes up to Barry and says, you know what? I've killed your mother. I'm going to, and it's that, that, that's me killing your past. I'm going to kill your future. So immediately he starts thinking about Iris. He thinks about any kids as he's going to have with Iris. At that point, he probably already had the tornado twins, right? Uh, no, but like they're weird in the future. Okay. So it depends. Yes, because <laughs> of the future, but technically of the publication, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows, uh, Professor Zoom knows that Wally West eventually becomes Flash after the big crisis. Yeah. So what's he do? He takes out Wally West right in front of Barry. Oh, man. What does he do? What does he do at that point? What does Barry do? Does, you know, how, how does he deal with the fact that his kid sidekick, the person that he not only tries to teach, but also what he's solely responsible for that kid getting powers, being yeah. in the costume, what does he do? I also, gets me to bring Bart Allen into the past sooner. So my idea would be that Bart, seeing that his grandfather is going to is going through this whole uh, crisis of conscience, like early on, right, right, uh, comes back through time and says, "I'm here, Uncle Barry, or sorry, <laughs> Grandfather <laughs> Barry, or Granddad, or whatever you call it, to to come be your Kid Flash." So you have you have him as Kid Flash during uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Barry has to decide. You know, is this the best? course should i sacrifice myself probably again once again sacrifices himself because that's who barry is now bart after post-crisis is the new flash what does that look like i dig it and, and without the tutelage of wally that bart yeah. eventually got because that's gonna be so you're gonna have you're gonna have a flash that's reckless yeah i mean honestly like let's just call because it for bart it was, is reckless. Impulse. yeah he was reckless so yeah so man can you imagine like and plus, what you got to remember, too, is Bart, even though his body may be older, his brain, his mentality... Is a child. Is a child. Mm -hmm. So you'll have this Flash man <laughs> who is just, you know, it's it's Lenny, you know? I mean, we eventually, at, at some point, we get what well, Wally dying and uh, uh, Bart himself becomes the the Flash. He grows up in that sense. He I forget what city he goes to live in. Oh, man. But yeah. he... Uh, I don't know if it's San Francisco or not, because it was part of the Teen Titans in San Francisco. But he he it was the death of the death of Bart Allen with uh, all the rogues coming together and then inertia eventually killing him. Yeah, like that was that was him growing up. But that was that's way in the future. How I mean, how does a young Bart become becoming the Flash? How does that affect him? Well, I think so. It'd be interesting if you look at the trajectory of Wally West, who wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So you subtract him because that's that's ultimately what the story is. If we take away Wally West, what happens? And then what I like too is you get the Flash returns. Mm -hmm. Wally's going to come back, so you're going to have you know the Red Flash or the Flash Hood. So that that'll be something. <laughs> but I think what will be interesting. So if you if you go to like Wally's greatest hits, so yeah, you know definitely with Wally being gone, like what do the Teen Titans look like? Because Wally was a founder. So would Bart step in? Would he mesh with Dick Grayson Ooh. and Donna Troy? Would he be okay with them? Or would he have just been like, nah, I'm not going to be a part of that. So that 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 spins a dark web down that multiverse side. That's true. Um, you know, so then eventually, you know, Barry did sacrifice himself. And I don't see that changing. Like you said, that's, that's Barry's character. So he still would. Um, but what happens to Linda J in that world. So luckily like the bond between Jay and Wally got closer, I think, you know, like we're looking at those flash comics mm -hmm. of the nineties. So would Jay, I think Jay would probably have stepped up more because he's realizing that this is Barry's blood. Ooh, you know? so okay. Jay is probably more at risk of burning himself out or getting hurt in something. Um, Iris, I think, you know, again, it's fun to play against types or whatnot, but maybe she turns around and she's like, I can't handle Bart. I can't see it because every time I look at him, it's Barry. That's true. You know, so maybe, I didn't think about maybe that. Maybe she goes further away. So that alienates her from the Flash family. Um, and as we saw, when Bart became the Flash, he got a year. And granted, that was just because of publication because right. it was Infinite Crisis that took Wally away. 
They did the, the the Flash book, Flash, the Fastest Man Alive. That was Bart series. Mm-hmm. Ran for 13 issues. And that's cool because, the, and not, not that that's cool that a character dies, but it, like on his thir- our 12th or 13th issue, but on that last issue, that was also when the, the Lightning Saga happens. That's right. Which brought Wally back. Yep. But there's no Wally to bring back. Mm-hmm. Or unless, you know, that's where you take it. That's your under the hood, under the lightning bolt, uh, you know, something to that effect. But I mean... If we go back to all the events prior to that, terminal velocity, discovering the speed force, mastering the speed force, who stops Zoom, you know, mm-hmm. when that's going. So if you go to back to the story, the return of Barry Allen, that plays out way differently because now you have Bart in that place. Would he, I don't think he would have recognized the difference in Wally because I think he'd be so enamored with the fact that it's his grandfather. And if you remember about Bart, he's part Thawne. Yep. So maybe he kind of lets his great, 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 great uncle mad uncle i don't know what you know what i'm saying so maybe he lays in there so i mean ultimately that that tent pole that is the flash is gone yeah because honestly like you know the you've taken away the greatest flash and a lot of people say what the the barry and whatnot but wally is a major character Mm -hmm. so you take him out but now i'd love to see so you bring him back you know, like, you know, I bring this, Wally back. Yeah. Like this red hood type of thing or something like I, that. I mean, it would be cool. He probably wouldn't be red. Um, does he take on the, the idea of the Scarlet Speedster? Well, no, <laughs> I was, or he's the Crimson Comet. Uh, no, I was thinking more like, what if he's more like, not actually, you know what you do? Okay. If I remember this correctly, zoom kills him, right? Uh huh. He becomes the next zoom. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, what if he pick puts up on the, the yellow? So yeah. what if he's the, cause, cause, uh, I mean, Jason Todd becomes Red Hood if you yeah. want to believe that the Joker was the Red Hood before he went into the vet, the vet acid. So it's kind of like he becomes the new Professor Zoom. He, you know, yeah. maybe Hunter Zalman never becomes Zoom, and he's the he's going to work with Bart to take down who this new Zoom is. Oh man, and that's going to be issues for Bart because it's like <laughs> I have to stop you. You have good intentions, but you're a horrible <laughs> man because you're going to come in, you know, at like that that clash at first, right? You know, that battle for the cow type of thing. But God, so that means in your dark multiverse, we're going to have a Zoom comic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, I picked the the Flash family. Who? What family did you pick? So it's funny. Uh, I also wound up going with the Flash family. Wow. I, I sat and I thought about it. Like the biggest thing, no matter what you call the story, we don't call it Batman, a death in the family. We just call it a death in the family. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking around the DC universe and I thought about families. I was like, where could I go? Where could I go? And I wanted to do it with Superman. I was like, oh, yeah. And at first I thought about keeping the Joker. I was like, oh, that'd be so cool. The Superman or the Joker comes in, kills a member of the Superman family. But I was like, that's called injustice. And Kingdom Come. And, oh, that's true. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've seen that. You know. So it's like, okay, never mind. Like, I got to find something else. And then, again, that word family kept echoing my mind. And I thought, oh, the Flash family. That's perfect. Mm. And the Flash is like, and it's funny because I was thinking about it on my way over here. Like, like, the, like I used to say, like the Flash didn't have that much tragedy in it, uh, because if you go back to like again, like that 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 big talking point you're looking at, crisis, you know, just before Barry, like when Barry was on trial for murder, he was having breakfast with his mom and dad. Right, like his mom and dad were alive. The only the only loss that Barry went through was Iris, but even then they already had plans to bring her back. She just got sent to the future. Correct. And uh, but Barry did kill the Flash or the, the Reverse Flash, so that was crazy in its sense. And now the whole thing's been changed. Like the Flash family is way different, and I don't feel like the family's there anymore. So I'm going to go back to when the family. Well, did exist. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I loved pre Flashpoint. Was oh it? yeah, yeah. When we had we had the Wally's Tornado Twins. Yep. We had Jay and Joan. We had well, Max. Jay and Iris. No. Well, th- those are the twins' names. Right. But I'm talking about... Oh, Jay Garrick. Jay okay, Garrick sorry, and Joan yeah, Garrick. Sorry, okay, the Garricks, yeah. And then you, you, you could say you had Max around. Mm-hmm. You have uh, you had Johnny and Jesse. Like, that was a huge family. That, that, they were they family, all connected too. That was by the best fa- part, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. But Flashpoint came about, and, and we lost We lost all of it them. for Barry. 60 to 70 percent of them yeah barry yeah. was the only one around Barry's the only one around for that so yeah so i'm gonna if, if they're gonna do that then i'm gonna take something from barry oh. <laughs> so i decided in mine i'm gonna take bart allen yes i know we just got him back um <laughs> but gosh darn it i was like you know what let me let me see what i could do here so i'm gonna go i'm gonna take us back to you know like 1990s mid 90s actually 1994 flash 91 was the first appearance of of what you call it, of impulse 
And the character that I'm going to use for this will be Savitar. And his first appearance was Flash issue 108 back in 95. So, and again, this is a Mark Wade creation for both of those, uh, co-creator for both of them. Let me make sure I state that correctly. So the thought process is, all right, we're going to do it the same echoing. The Flash needs a sidekick. So we bring in Kid Flash, but they decide, hey, let's give it some pep. Let's make him Impulse. Mm-hmm. Fans are just not liking Impulse. <laughs> he is just too chaotic. He's ridiculous. He's cartoony. Whatever you want to do, just fans are not having it. So editorial comes down and says, Mark Wade, it's done. You have to get rid of this guy. And obviously, you know, hey, let's take, you know, the the, the reverse flash and do it. But then it's like, okay, that's going to be an even better reason for why Savitar exists. So I'm going to create Flash, a death in the family. So the thought process is, again, the the fans are not having it. um, And and it comes down to it. So Savitar, he comes in from the future. And he's he's got the idea. He's got the flash powers. He's got the cult basis of it, you know, where he tries to get people to worship and thus more worshiping, more power and stuff like that. Right. Now, people that are fans of the show know that the end of, the end of that season, Savitar ended up being Barry, Barry himself, Barry yes, himself right. from another timeline kind of thing. Uh, that's not what happened in the comic books. Yeah, he no, was actually was the Speed Force Avatar or whatever you want to call yeah, it, right? He was, uh, the god of speed. Yeah. So he was, uh, he was an unnamed pilot for a third world nation. He was testing a supersonic fighter jet during the Cold War. Uh, as he hit top speed, his plane was struck by what appeared to be lightning. He crashed. Uh, he could defeat anybody by moving at super speed, so he became a Seth, naming himself after the Hindu god of motion, Savitar. So that's who he became. Uh, so yeah, he way different than the TV show. One now, would that be the say. same lightning bolt that created Barry? Probably not. Because Barry should have been Barry, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, and even then, that story's been retconned. Uh, where they, okay. they tried to play that. Oh, in order for Barry to always exist, he he's in a state of loop. Oh. It's like, that would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to live your life again and not change stuff. You would make changes. Ooh, that sounds like a dark multiverse tale for the future. Not bad. All right. So anyway, so yes, he uh, he was going after all the old timers. Johnny Quick, boom, taking him down, taking power. Max Mercury, boom, taking him down, taking power. But in that. Not only does he want to get the power, but he's not getting the flash power because there's a lot behind being fast. As we saw, Johnny Quick, he says his little formula, right? Well, to truly wear the lightning, to be the Scarlet Speedster, that's where it's at. So how do you take that away? You kill its future. So Bart Allen. So he messes with Bart. He appears to Bart and he's starting to tell him like, look, I am a true God, you know, really filling Bart's head. And Bart doesn't know any better. He's impulsive. So he might buy into this stuff. And then that's where he says, look, you've always believed that Barry Allen was your grandfather, correct? And he's like, well, yeah, that's what I was told. That's the truth. And he's like, not necessarily. You know, you are part Thawne. So that could mean Ebard Thawne, the reverse flash, is your grandfather. Or... And now to really hit him where it hurts, Max Mercury is his grandfather. <laughs> so Bart is just so confused, and he's like, why wouldn't Wally tell me this? So as impulsive as he is, he thinks about, well, I want to figure out who it is. Boom, he's already gone. So he's going to take his little trip. He'll go to the future to visit Barry. Him and Barry don't connect. And we never really saw that, because even if you go to Flash uh, Flash Rebirth, Barry and Bart didn't really connect at first. So like, I just I feel that that I would play that story element here. So it's like, oh, so Bart's kind of like, yeah, this guy was my grandpa. I mean, if I couldn't connect with him, you know, who is he? So well, he's yeah. gone. So he goes further into the future, and he finally meets Ebard Thawne. He feels that connection. And again, that's just Ebard, like, you know, like trying to mess with this guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. And Bart's just not having it. It's like, no, these thons, they're scum. I don't want to deal with it. So he comes back to the present, and it just so happens to be Max is right there. Hey, what's going on, Bart? You know, and, and Mac and, and Bart just feels it. He's like, Oh my God, you are, you're my godfather or you're my grandfather. And Max is just kind of full blown. It's like, I mean, I've done some stuff. <laughs> I was a hippie. I don't know. I don't think I am. I'm part and, of the I'm part of the speed force. Yeah, is that all with it, like, man? I mean, it's cool, it's cool, baby. But you know, I don't know. And bam, that's when Savitar strikes, just like in the comics, and he goes after Max Mercury, but this time he finally does it. He takes Max down. But it's not the fact of killing Max, it's that he's gotta kill Bart. So he kills Bart. This really does destroy it. I think I get a bonus where I'll probably even have the death of the family, not just the death in the family. This will destroy it. And so what's going to be the fallout? Well, Wally is no longer playful about being the Flash. He understands that there's a cost, and he'll be the last person to wear the lightning. Why? Because whenever you put the lightning on an Allen, they die. So he's going to keep it on the west side of the family. 
He's kind of scared and nervous about children, so that kind of forces him to back away from Iris. Max is just devastated because he doesn't know if his grandson has died or not. Johnny Quick is dead at this point. Jesse Quick just is not having any of it, and that really destroys the Flash family faster than New 52 did. Wow, <laughs> very good. So that's what I'm going with on that one. I like that. I, I mean... It's always there's always going to be a thon involved, right? Yeah. It's just the the Allens and the thons for <laughs> the rest of yeah. DC history and future. So I, I mean, I like the the way that you you weave the two together like that. So that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, well I think it's so much fun. Like there's one in um, for some fun reading, uh, Chain Lightning. And I think yes. you should even I, read the fall. Or you probably did, but the fallout too. I like the dark flash because oh, okay. to me that feels like your Wally. Like yes, that's, that's what that's yeah. what's going on there. I wish they would put that in trade paperback. God, chain lightning or they, the fallout? Well, chain and the dark flash. Saga. Okay, I wish they put both of those. Those those need to be on a shelf, but they just have not done it yet for some strange. That's odd. Crazy reason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. If you liked our stories, we'd like to hear from you. If you want, if you have some stories of your own that you want to tell us, we want to hear those too. Find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia. G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. Also find Chris at. I'm on Twitter as stuff I should say should being spelled S H U D. And if you'd like, I also write some reviews for Adventures in Port Chase. So definitely go check those out as well. Uh, find the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media on Twitter at Geek Elite Media on Instagram and Facebook Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of, of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network on our website, geekleetmedia.com. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.